Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Friday, July 23rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Missouri took the podium at SEC Media Days outside of Birmingham, Alabama on Thursday, and star columnist Vahe Gregorian was there to cover it. This was the first SEC Media Days for Eli Drinkwitz as the Tigers head coach, and he flashed some personality you don't usually get from coaches at these events. You'll hear what he had to say about the league and his team after a break. Mizzou is coming off a 5-5 season in Drinkwitz's first year, and he has 16 returning starters, including quarterback Connor Bazelak. I think you'll see the Tigers picked anywhere from 3rd to 5th in the East behind Georgia and Florida. Okay, let's get started with Vahe's impressions from SEC Media Days and after a break, Tigers coach Eli Drinkwitz. Vahe Gregorian has joined us. Vahe is in Hoover, Alabama, not Birmingham. Give us a, a scene setter here. Well, I'll give you a little a little sense of it. I know we're not on video. We're just talking, but I am standing by a It just means more sign just to remind myself in case I didn't know that. I am wearing a coat because it's uh, 54 degrees at Ice Station Zebra. I guess they want to keep everybody alert for the coaches up there. And you know the drill here, the spectacle, Blair. It's a little different because the fans are uh, not in here this week. I think they've been kept outside, but usually they're they're allowed in the lobby and there's a lot of gawking and you know autograph seeking and just kind of mayhem. Of course, the reason I'm down here and the reason it all looks a little different is this is Eli Drinkwitz's first participation in the SEC Media Days. And he was quite the hit, I think, not just from a local angle, but I think if you poked around at his name and SEC and headlines today, you'd see headlines saying stuff like Lane Kiffin isn't the bad boy of the SEC anymore or that he kind of stole the show. He was very funny. And as you know, wasn't hesitant to wade into the muck or at least to the the things uh, that others may have flinched from, whether it was COVID or, of course, the Oklahoma, Texas situation. Yeah, we'll talk about that. You know, you and I have had opportunities to talk to Eli Drinkwitz since he was hired at Mizzou. And we know, and those who cover Missouri know how how, how entertaining he is, how witty he is, how sharp. Uh, But this was an opportunity for the entire conference to see and to hear Eli Drinkwitz. And after his 20 minutes or so on the podium, I was watching it on the SEC Network. And the panelists who are breaking down the coach's comments could not have been more complimentary. And other coaches have been robotic up there. Eli Drinkwitz... It was a Vegas show with him. Not quite, but just from the get-go, we talked about the horns down comment. That was, uh, <laughs> that was good stuff. It was. It was funny. And, of course, what's extra funny about it is that he happily brought Commissioner Greg Sankey into it, you know, like brought him into the joke saying that he had asked Commissioner Sankey if the horns down would be a penalty in the SEC in the time to come and, and that Sankey gave a firm rebuttal of no comment. The reason I'm glad you're bringing that up further because the topic's interesting, but also what you've observed and what I've observed with Coach Drinkwitz is he's really nimble. This is not like material he's been building up. I mean, he had yesterday to start thinking about this stuff. I saw him in, I think, literally five different settings here today, you know, room to room to room. And he had different material almost each time. There was a certain baseline of some of it. But I do marvel at that. And, of course, what the Missouri fan wants to know is how that quick wit is going to really translate into the results on the football field eventually. But I do think I came away today thinking they've got enough things pulling in the right direction with a little surge in recruiting. And I think it's 16 starters back. Some facilities are on the move. And if you've got the right guy energizing that and getting around the state as he has, I do think 
it's going to be an interesting test of where this program goes, how they can do with, with getting more attendance. And we know it's the show me state. There is a chicken and egg component to that, that matter that, that I think, you know, we understand why people haven't gone, but we also understand that resources, the whole deal. Right. And of course, he, he came to SEC Media Days with a bit of wind in his sails just because of the unexpected success Mizzou had on the field last season, finishing five and five and, and taking a couple of heart stopping victories from LSU and Arkansas. I think that gave him a little bit of maybe some credibility and provided him with the opportunity to talk the way he did there today. I'm sure if he if Missouri had finished three and seven or two and eight last year in his first season, we might not have seen a glib Eli Drinkwood. But he did. Yeah. You know, he he, yeah. he had expectations. They finished third. They won five conference games. I think he's got things moving in the right direction. So anyway, let's zero in on a couple of specifics of his conversation with you and other writers in Hoover. What did he say generally about the team? Is he encouraged by what he has seen, how he feels about things going into this season? He does. And, you know, he's the one who pointed out the amount of returning starters they have and that they, he thinks they can build some depth. I mean, they have different points of strength and weakness throughout. He joked a little bit about hoping Connor Bazelak can be a two-time freshman of the year, he hopes, under the auspices of the COVID eligibility rules. So, you know, he got into that. And one of the points he made was that last year at this time, he had no sense of what they really had, right? The roster was in flux. They're implementing a system. They've got COVID in the way. There are so many X factors last year just to trying to implement a program. This year, at least, you know, he's not saying that the program is established exactly, but he understands to some degree what the strengths and weaknesses are, what they're up against, what needs to be done. And he can set about strategizing in that respect, which is just a whole different dynamic. Indeed. So the, the topic, of course, throughout college sports today, and it actually originated at SEC Media Days because the reporter who broke the story from the Houston Chronicle covers Texas A&M, Brent Zerneman. It is about Texas and Oklahoma initiating conversations with the SEC about leaving the Big 12 and joining this conference. There's a meeting today. We're talking on Thursday. There's a meeting this afternoon among Big 12 CEOs and athletic directors. It seems like every coach was asked about it today, including Eli Drinkwitz. And it seems like he had a different quip each time someone asked him about it. The Horns Down was one of them. The SEC is the hottest club. Everybody wants to get into the SEC. But I thought he handled that topic well as well. He did. And part of what he really handled well was, you know, without directly saying it, I think he kind of made the point that, eh, you know, we trust the SEC stewardship. The way he said it was, those are iconic programs, but, you know, this is an exclusive club and not everybody gets to join, especially if Texas A&M has something to say about it, which I thought was pretty interesting. I think without directly saying it, he probably established the fact that there's one school that doesn't want them. <laughs> and look, maybe there's more, maybe there's different stuff going on there, but uh, I think that made a point. He also made a point of saying that uh, he hopes he's lucky enough to still be in the job by the time any such thing would happen. <laughs> That's good. And of course, uh, the other non-football field or competitive topic is the pandemic. It's COVID-19. Every coach has asked about it. We're talking about 80 to 85 percent thresholds on the team of team personnel vaccinated and one thing we did learn, we've heard this from the Big 12 and the SEC, that if a team does not meet the threshold during a game and is not unable to play, they will forfeit that game and it won't be rescheduled. So what do you like Drake have to say about the vaccine? 
He was really good on it. And, you know, I'd forgotten about this till yesterday. I got, when I was doing some preparation, his brother is the president of a hospital in Joplin. And the term Eli used was that they're having a firefight with COVID down there right now. He got into this quite in depth and in moving ways that we'll try to explore in in another piece. But for today, I just tried to make the point that they're trying to get that across to the team. You know, you can call it a personal decision, but it's one that has consequences for everybody. He brought up NC State in the baseball tournament to make the point that you don't want to jeopardize in any way something you could possibly control, right, by not getting vaccinated. And I think that's his message. He also had a a good analogy. I think I've made the analogy to you before, or friends of ours have made the analogy that we look at the idea of wearing masks or getting vaccinated. It's like you should wear a shirt in public. He used the analogy of get your ankles taped. He doesn't get a lot of pushback telling people to get their ankles taped. Again, it's no guarantee, but it is doing what you can do about it. Exactly. All right, Vahe. Great stuff. Look forward to reading columns from Alabama, and we will see you here next week. Okay, Blair. Thanks a million. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Let's hear from Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Well, appreciate everybody being here today. You, you get to find out which of uh, the sports writers are the toughest ones who can last the day four. Obviously, there's a few empty seats here. Some guys just aren't cut out for life on the road and didn't have their pandemic legs underneath them. Uh, would be remiss if I didn't start out by uh, giving a shout out to, to Paul Feinbaum for his contract extension. Nobody tries to steal a show quite like Paul and start out SEC Media Days by leaking that news. So uh, congrats to Paul on that. Um, you know, hard hitting questions coming out of yesterday. You know, I think one of them was uh, whether or not the horns down is going to be 15-yard penalty uh, in the SEC in the future. Uh, So I asked Commissioner Sankey in the hallway, and he gave me a strong rebuttal by saying no comment. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, excited about um, the opportunity to, to be here today and share with you about the energy of the Mizzou football program and what we're trying to build in the SEC moving forward. 
You know, I really felt like last year we exceeded the expectations of many of the people in the room, but also many of the people within the, within the state about what we could accomplish in, in such a challenging season. Um, you know, last year we were able to, to win five conference games. We were able to beat the defending national champions. We were able to beat Kentucky for the first time in five years, able to win both of our trophy games and avenge a loss versus Vanderbilt. We had five players drafted. Um, and so there was a lot of positive momentum to go into the offseason. We did a nice job in recruiting and continued to develop this program. Um, but we didn't meet the standard of what we want to be moving forward. And so we are continually chasing that close the gap mentality. How do we close the gap amongst the, the upper echelon teams of the SEC? And, and it's going to be a process. It's not something that just happens overnight. You know, I got to remind our fan base that, that Coach Smart and Coach Mullen have years uh, of, of experience at their school. And, and we're trying to close that gap in a hurry, but we're not going to do it overnight. But we need our fan base to continue to, to, to re-engage with us uh, and, and be excited about our program. You know, we're very fired up about the opportunity that, that lies ahead. Um, we return eight starters on defense. Uh, we return eight starters on the offensive side of the ball and four specialists. Um, we got an opportunity um, to have a, a, a really strong line of scrimmage, which is one thing that we learned last year uh, was needed in order to be successful in this league and really look forward to uh, returning an all-SEC player at, at the defensive end position with Trajan Jeffcoat. We were able to bring some guys back with that COVID year. Uh, and so the, really the defensive line should be a strength for us on the defensive side of the ball. We added a new defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes, a guy with tremendous NFL pedigree and experience and also coaching in college football, uh, a, a coach who's just a, a, a tremendous leader of men uh, and a motivator of players and excited about the scheme that he's going to bring uh, and, and the energy that he brings to the football field every day. Obviously, we lost some players to the NFL and, and, and had some weaknesses there, so we went out and utilized the transfer portal to our advantage. We were able to add two uh, quality transfer defensive backs in a Caleb Evans and Allie Green. Um, we, we lost a linebacker to the second round to the Chiefs, and so we went out and added Blaze Aldridge uh, from Rice, who was an all-conference performer there. So we really felt like that we put the pieces in place on the defensive side of the ball. That was obviously a weakness for us, uh, especially towards the end of the season, and so we're excited about the opportunity for us to improve. Obviously, the proof will be in the pudding, and we got to get those guys going in fall camp. On the offensive side of the ball, you know, Coach – uh, or, or Commissioner Sankey said I, this was my second season, but first year at SEC Media Days. We're trying to get Connor Bazelik a back-to-back -back SEC Freshman of the Year. I don't know if that's possible, but with the COVID exception, maybe it is. Uh, you know, SEC Co-Freshman of the Year, so we're, we have a proven commodity at the quarterback position. Um, and so we're excited about the growth that he can show and earn. We've added some playmakers around him. Obviously, Mookie Cooper is a guy that, that we're excited about to go along with Kiki Chisholm and Toski Dove. And then Tyler Beatty at tailback, when he was featured for us last year in our games against LSU, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, uh, South Carolina, he really did some nice things for us. Uh, he's got some explosive ability um, and, and, and really can do a lot of different things out of the backfield. So a lot of things to be um, energized about for a fan base and for a program. And so with that, uh, we look forward to the 2021 football season and uh, look forward to the challenges that lie ahead. And with that, 
I believe the next thing I'm supposed to do is open it up for questions. You got it, Coach. Thank you very much. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Victoria, Lawrence, and Fuller have microphones, and we'll get one to you. We'll start down here in the front left with Bob. Uh, hey, Eli, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that nice to be in the same room with you finally? Um, you got two kids on both sides of the ball from Fayetteville with, with uh, Byers and Bannister. Wondering uh, what you're expecting from them. And you brought Akeel here today. What, what went into that decision? That, that's a pretty big honor. Yeah, those two young men do, do a lot of different things for us in our program. I mean, Barrett Bannister is a guy who uh, seems to always play his best game against the Arkansas Razorbacks. I guess it just means more to him being from the state and playing against those guys. And he's a guy that does all the little things right, is an extra gritty player, uh, works extremely hard at his craft to perform uh, above his capabilities on a day-to-day -day basis. He's the type of player that Mizzou football uh, – has always been about. He's the type of player that our fan base can really embrace because he's a blue-collar mentality, uh, works for everything that, that he's been given in life. You know, Akil Byers is a young man that, that uh, uh, is a leader on the defensive side of the ball with a lot of game reps, a lot of experience. Obviously, he's from Fayetteville, um, has the potential, has really invested himself into this season, mm -hmm. into our football team. And uh, it's a true honor for him to be here today. I was able to bring both an offensive and defensive lineman. Again, just to emphasize both to our team um, and, and, and to uh, really our fan base that it's got to start at the lines of scrimmage for us to be successful. Coach, we'll go over here on our left side. John. John Adams, KnoxNews.com. Uh, since your popularity is surging right now, I was just wondering, when you sign an autograph, do you sign Eli or Elia? I sign E and then a lot of squiggly lines, and if anybody can make it out, that's up to them. But uh, I go with Elia and then, a, and, and then go from there. I don't know about the popularity of surging type deal, but Twitter's not real just so we're on the same page. Coach, we'll go in the center section along the right aisle, about halfway back. Connor Guerra, Saturday Down South. You brought up um, yep. wondering about horns down and if that was going to be a penalty if Texas were to come yeah. to the SEC. Yeah. Uh, besides that, what was your initial reaction to hearing the report about Texas and Oklahoma having that interest? I've been trying to tell people everybody wants to play in the SEC, man. And if uh, you can attract a couple of, of really good schools to come play, that's great. Uh, I immediately called my athletic director and Jim and told him that uh, – if the commissioner changes and adds two games to our schedule, I think we all understand that Mark Womack's going to put both Texas and OU on Mizzou's schedule moving forward. So we're ready for any challenge that uh, is thrown at us. Uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, control what you can control. Uh, that's all speculative. Uh, you know, this is talking season, as a, a coach one, once phrased it, and speculative season, and it gives you all a lot of things to do. But what we're worried about is converting third downs and scoring touchdowns. And uh, I, they ain't on our schedule this year. And if the commissioner decides or our presidents decide that's what it'll be in the future, then hopefully Missouri employs me long enough to see that. Coach, we'll stay in the same section a couple rows ahead. Hey, Eli, Jordan Hill with Black Auburn News. I want to ask, what comes to mind when you think about the time you spent coaching with Brian Harson, And what sort of your expectations as far as what his approach is going to be at Auburn? I owe a tremendous amount of respect and debt to, to Coach Harson and the opportunities that he gave me and, and really a lot of the things that we do as a program are a direct result of the things that I learned from him and, and, and the way he implemented them at Arkansas State and Boise State. Uh, 
he's got a, a, a tremendous plan. Uh, the thing that, about Coach Harson is he always has a plan for everything he does, and you're going to see that unfold at Auburn. Uh, I'm not up here to put undue expectations on anybody else. I think the Auburn fan base does that well enough by themselves. Uh, and so I got a job to do right here, and that's to, to coach and, and uh, represent the University of Missouri. And all the best to Brian and his family. Coach, we'll go all the way to the back of the center section. Hey, Coach. Steve Moulton, WZZN, ESPN Radio in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, pretty well documented last year, but uh, you mentioned your friendship with Gus Malzahn yep. and was wondering if he had any advice for you about today and how surprising was it to see what happened to Gus last year at Auburn? Um, I don't think anything in this business catches you by surprise much anymore. Uh, so I don't necessarily know that I was caught by surprise, you know, disappointed for, my, for a mentor and a friend. Uh, his advice to me was to make sure I was really respectful to Bob. Uh, and, and he says hi. Uh, and then after that, you know, don't, don't pontificate. And then the last thing he said was don't pick a fight with Kirk Herbstreet. Um, so go from there. Coach, we'll go in the center section again over here right in front of us. Hey, Coach, how you doing today? Gerard Hamilton, the Tuscaloosa News. Since joining the SEC, it's not, it doesn't seem like uh, Mizzou really has a rivalry uh, in the conference. If Oklahoma joins the SEC, um, would you be excited to kind of rekindle that rivalry? I, I kind of like the rivalry we got with Arkansas. I mean, I don't remember the last time they beat us, so I, I kind of like that one. And the battle line rivalry, I mean, it's pretty good for us. So, Crud, I think we'll just keep that one right now. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, respect Sam and, and, and everything he's doing with that program. He's obviously doing a tremendous job. I'm from the state, and uh, so that makes it a little bit more special and a little added incentive. So I'm not going to speculate about anything. Uh, just because y'all don't think it's a rivalry doesn't mean it ain't a rivalry. It means a whole heck of a lot to my household, and I know it means a whole heck of a lot to Barrett Bannister's household, and I know we like having that trophy at the end of the game. So I think we'll keep the one that the commissioner set for us. That'll do it for today and this week on Sports BKC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian for stopping by and talking Mizzou. Links to stories about the Tigers can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus additional stories that appear only on the website, and of course they appear first on KansasCity.com. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. And it is a great time to subscribe. Read about what's going on with the Chiefs, who opened training camp today. The Royals, the colleges, our soccer teams, and more. A whole lot going on with the Big 12 these days, right? How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That is KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.com kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, send me an email 
bkirkoff at kcstar.com and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another episode.